We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. We began our high school football coverage last night as Harrisonburg Harrisburg played host to Albemarle and fell 47-0. We had the game on WSVA tonight. We've got another high school football game for you. Spotswood at East Rock, but let's preview the area and preview the teams around uh, this area with Cody Elliott. He is the sports editor and preps reporter for the Daily News Record. Hi, Cody. How are you, sir? I am a, a busy guy, but um, I'm ready to get the season started. Um, it, it's hard to believe it's here, and it feels like there's a little bit more excitement this year with with the full off season and everything yep. behind us now. It, it, it definitely does, and, and at all levels, it just seems a little bit different than it has the past couple of years, and it certainly is. But you know, you guys put in a ton of work. You got your preview out this week, but um, I, I know that was, uh, I'm sure, time consuming to get all that done, wasn't it? It certainly was. Yeah, just uh, trying to get around to all the different schools. Um, and, and talk to everyone. Uh, but the one thing I do like about this time of year is is just the optimism, I guess, that, that comes from every program. I mean, there's not a program in the area that, that you talk to that, that doesn't believe that this is the year that they can take a step forward or this is the year that they can have more success. And um, that's one of the unique and cool parts about high school football and is just getting around and talking to these coaches and these players and, and just kind of hearing the optimism that each program has. No question. Again, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record as high school football. For the most part, it begins this evening. There was one game last night in our area last night with Harrisonburg and Albemarle, but most everybody kicks off tonight. Should be a lot of fun here around the area. Some good games, and we'll talk about those. But I get, let's start with Harrisonburg again. They fell to, to a pretty good team in, in Albemarle who's, who's got some dynamic players. Um, Harrisonburg, a lot of faces that they have to replace from last year's team and um, kind of took on the chin last night, but this is a team that I think is still growing, and we'll kind of see how they evolve throughout the season. Yeah, you know, obviously a 47 nothing loss is never a good thing. I don't think, you know, anybody on, on the Harrisburg coaching staff or the players are going to tell you, you know, that that's okay and, and they're, they're okay or comfortable with that. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, like you said, Albemarle is a really good team, um, a Class 5 opponent that – uh, is expected to be a, a deep postseason um, contender, you know, a team that's capable of winning regional titles, possibly even state titles. Um, they're they're going to have a really, really good year. Um, obviously, you can see they just – Harrisburg was completely overmatched last night, and I think um, as much as, you know, Harrisburg would have loved to have played better, but I, I certainly don't think that's going to define their season, um, especially, you know, as they move forward against against teams like Stanton and such in their non-district schedule and then moving to Valley District play, I think there's still a, a very, very good chance that Harrisburg has a very good season um, and, and could put together a solid year. Um, unfortunately, you know, opening up against Albemarle, that, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't an easy task. And uh, But I certainly don't think, you know, that first result will define the type of season they have. You know, I think probably the biggest game in, in the area, and again, we'll have it over on WSVA, is, is Spotswood and East Rock. Those two teams um, get to renew their rivalry. And, you know, talk about take me back to, to when, when East Rock was built, what, a little over 10 years ago or so, and again, Spotswood, and, and then they split. And has that turned into a great rivalry over the years? It has, and I think, you know, it depends on who you talk to because some people around the, those communities will call it a friendly rivalry and some people don't. <laughs> um, I think there's a little bit of mixed feelings there, but um, obviously, you know, the, the familiarity is there. Um, you know, as you mentioned, when Spotswood or when East Rock did open, um, it pulled a lot of the students from Spotswood, and even just as recently as the past two years with, with some redistricting under in Rockham County, um, we've seen in certain sports, not necessarily football as much, but in some other sports or, um, throughout the schools, there have been some athletes that have made the decision to transfer to one school or the other, whether it be transferring to East Rock or transferring to Spotswood. Um, so, you know, there, there's certainly familiarity there. Um, obviously, they're close in proximity, just a few miles away down the, down the street. 
you know, there, there's just a lot of a lot of cool films there, and and especially you know the game got canceled last year because of COVID, and then the year before that was in the spring season when there weren't very many fans in the stands. Um, there was there were a lot of limitations, and the excitement around the sport just wasn't really there but before. So this will be the first time in, in several years now that that the full fledged atmosphere that that has that usually comes with this game is there. Um, I know the first time I covered it was back in 2018, and uh, just being part of that atmosphere was pretty special. Um, you know, it's a game that that folks will want to get to early. Uh, you know, the the park lots will be filled with tailgaters. Um, like I said, just a lot of familiarity there. A lot of a lot of um, cool relationships. So uh, to see that back and to see the players and coaches get to experience that will, will be pretty special. Let's talk about the two teams. Spotswood, a team that, that won just two games a year ago, but again, they finished with that win over Harrisonburg. A lot of guys back. This is a team that, that I think they expect to, to take a big leap this year. Do you feel like they can? They do. I, I, yeah, I think they will. I think, um, you know, they, they, they're still relatively young. They are, uh, yeah. But similar to, to Fort, uh, they're two young teams that struggled a year ago, hoping for improvement, but people don't realize that they still are young. Um, what's going to be interesting for Spotswood, I think, is just how much more uh, versatile the offense can be. Last year, they, they, they used two quarterbacks and, and two true freshmen, and then this year, um, as sophomores, you know, talking to Dale Shifflett a few weeks ago, Spotswood head coach, he mentioned that he thought, you know, they still might have to play two quarterbacks this year just because they haven't really separated themselves in competition. Um, they've been pretty equal in the weight room, and equal in seven sevens, and then they were equal in the training camp. So, you know, they want to get that passing game going in order to make their offense more versatile. Last year with two quarterbacks and, and not being able to get that passing game going, they were forced to rely on the run game a lot, and teams were able to, lock, to focus in on that and really shut them down. Um, when they're versatile, they're at their best. We saw it years ago when Ryan High was a quarterback and the MS teams were going 11-12-0. and um, Those are some of the best teams we've had in recent years, and those came under Dale Shifflett. So having that passing game and getting that going will be key. Um, if they're able to do that and the offense is more versatile, I think defensively they're, they're strong. And I think, you know, like I said, if the offense can get going, um, yeah, that's certainly a team that can, that can make some noise, especially in a, in a district that I've talked about with TJX from WHSV and others. It, it, it's, it's really wide open this year. Yeah, I'm with you there, Doug. And I've talked to, to most of those coaches this week, and it, it feels pretty wide open. And um, they've got a little injury at quarterback, I think, too, so we may just see one of those guys. But he, he said when and both are healthy, they'll probably both play. So we'll see what Coach Shiflett does decide to do and how healthy those guys are for the Trailblazers. But East Rockingham, it's a team that that has a ton of guys back at the skill spot. I think I know you wrote about how it, it, their season may come down to the big boys up front and how well they play. But, boy, skill-wise, um, East Rock looking to get back to where they were a few years ago. But they've got some talented skill guys, don't they? They do. Um, on paper, you know, I would argue they're almost as talented as any other team yeah. um, in the area, especially in the city county when it comes to skill guys. Um, Jakari Eves, their quarterback, is a guy that, that you know, is, is kind of opening some eyes. I mean, talked a lot about this preseason. A lot of folks are expecting big things out of him this year. Um, you know, he, he started as a freshman two seasons ago in that spring, and he really, you know, took took it on the chin a little bit and uh, took took some hits and, and really went through some some growing pains. And then last year he took another step became an all-region performer. Um, and this year I expect him to really take that leap and kind of elevate his game and, and, and to becoming one of the area's best players. Um, and, and a big reason for that is because of the pieces around him, the other skill guys in terms of the receivers, the running backs, uh, Ben Dinkle in the backfield, Xavier Butler is out wide. He's a basketball star who came out for football the first time last year and suffered an injury a couple games into the season. Um, if he's able to stay healthy, he'll be big. Um, Zachary Joyner is one of the best receivers in the league. 
um, Blake Morris, several others. So, you know, he's got, he's got plenty of pieces around him to work with and the combination of his skill set with those key pieces, I just think is setting up for a special season. Um, but like you said, uh, East Rock has made, made it known they, they still want to dominate physically. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where their focus is. Um, I, you know, and, and sometimes you've seen that in the past with teams who they talk so much about their skill players that it, then they come out and they're, they're not able to match up physically. And I think, you know, Drew Spitzer, the head coach, has, has made it known that he's not going to let that happen to this team. He wants them to still line up and, and, and play the game well. And, uh, and and be able to handle opponents physically on the line, too, because he knows ultimately that's probably where it starts. Yeah, Coach Spitzer this week told me, he's just like, we want to be the most physical team around. We may have some good skill guys, but we need to be physical to win football games. So uh, I think he's, he's making no bones about it right now. So that that one should be fun tonight. Spotswood and East Rock, they'll meet out in Elkton tonight. We'll have the game over on uh, WSVA, so check that out. Turner Ashby takes on Fort Defiance. A little bit of a rivalry game there, T.A., um, my son's a freshman there, so I have a little bit of insight there as far as, as far as the JV team goes. But seeing the varsity scrimmage, um, I've been impressed by them so far. What Scott Turner's done now, coming over from East Rock and taking over his alma mater, um, I feel like this can be a pretty good TA team this year. I, I do too, and, and a lot of folks, you know, are are, are kind of not really sure where they fall in TA. You know, some folks think they're going to have a good year, and then some folks think that that combination of you know, how much talent they lost a year ago with a new head coach is going to be too much to overcome in the first year and things like that. Um, I've heard I've heard a little bit of everything on them, and I think a lot of it is because there's so many new faces on the field. And when I say new faces, I mean guys that weren't necessarily seeing a ton of time last year at the varsity level that are now, you know, big-time players and, and, and t- taking on big roles for them. Um, but everything that I've seen and heard from, from about the players for TA this year, um, I, I believe they certainly can continue to have the same type of success they had last year, if not more. Um, they've got a really talented group over there. They've they've made some position changes at key spots. They've got some newcomers out that that are that are making big plays for them. Um, all of that it, it leads me to believe that they're going to be good. And and when when you combine that with Scott Turner, who I truly believe is a, is a a really good football mind, um, a really good offensive mind. He obviously we saw what he did with the East Rockingham offenses for almost a decade um, as an assistant. Um, I thought he really didn't really get the fully implement everything last year in his first year with East Rock. So I don't, I don't know that you can necessarily take a lot away from his results there. Um, I, I expect it to be a good fit over that TA and I expect them to do big things this year. Um, you know, they're, they're considered by a lot of people the favorite in the Valley district. Um, and like I said, I think some others are still kind of waiting to see, but I think this is a good football team. And from everything I've heard from their preseason scrimmages, they're shaping up to have a pretty good year. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive so far. They take on Fort tonight. And you you mentioned it earlier, they're kind of like Spotswood, aren't they? Just still a pretty young football team? They are, yeah. And, and that's what I think is exciting for them is, you know, they're, they're expected to be good, but they're also pretty young. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how that works out for them. Again, we're talking to Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record previewing week one of this high school football season. Broadway on the road. They take on Fluvanna County as the Gobblers. 7-5 a year ago, got a win over TA in the playoffs and then got to that second round. Um, did lose a lot of talent. Coach Grog, I know he, it's some young guys, some new guys have got to step up for him. Um, might take a little step back, but I know he's fired up about his guys. He likes the talent with those young guys, but boy, just a lot of inexperience right now with Broadway. There is. I mean, that, that class that they lost was really special. And, um, you know, I think when, at the end of the day, when Danny Grog is ultimately looks back on his coaching career, I think that's a class that he can probably point to that really helps jumpstart um, just building the culture and establishing the expectation in that program that he wanted to set. 
Um, that was that was really you know a really key class on, on both sides of the ball. They just had a, a bunch of good leaders, um, and obviously it, it's the class that ultimately we remembered for snapping a long you know playoff list streak uh, and getting them back into the postseason. So that was a huge class for him, and I, I, I do know that he is excited about the youngsters. Like you said, they've got some key guys that that will will step up for them. Um, I know Hunter Devers is a guy that 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 will be exciting to play. He, he plays receiver and defensive back for them. He's a, a really good playmaker for them and, and able to, you know, make things happen as a, as a ball carrier out of the backfield at times too. Um, they've, they've got some good key offensive linemen. Uh, I think that, that'll be the thing is if Broadway can, can just rely on its line and, and rely on its strength in the trenches um, and get back to kind of that old school physical Broadway style that we've seen, uh, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll, they'll hang in games and, and they'll be in some low scoring contests. Uh, and, and ultimately if they're able to do that, then, then, you know they have a chance to win, and maybe they can pull off some upsets uh, and and find themselves in the conversation. Um, again, as I said earlier, I, I do think the Valley District is wide open, and yeah, I think that I that benefits a team like Broadway, who maybe you know on paper with such a young team, and, and other years you might think they'd take a step back. I do think that in a five-team league, in a league that that appears pretty even for the most part, um, you know they're they're going to have a chance almost against anybody. So um, you know. It, you don't want to rule them out yet because I, I do think that a, a culture has been built there and established, and I think there are good things happening under under Danny Grog and those kids. Those kids seem to play inspired for him. So, yeah. um, you know, it'll be interesting to see though how that kind of translates from last year with an experienced group over to a team now that that is young and, and now trying to prove itself and, and make a name for itself. Okay, I know way more about high school football in this era this year than I did a year ago trying to talk to you. But what the heck is a flying fluco? That is a great question. You know, I, I, uh, I've I've been in the area my entire life, and um, I, I'm still not sure what a flying fluco is. I, I, we used to we used to hold some scrimmages against Louisiana, and I always wondered that myself. <laughs> All right, well, I'm I'm not. I've got to figure that out. The the Fluvanna County, the, the flying flucos for people that don't don't know. So, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record, and. Um, talk about the Shenandoah district. Uh, Riverheads, obviously, what they're doing, and they're three wins away from from breaking the all time record here in the state. But um, they play Waynesboro, so a little Shenandoah district rivalry game in, in week number one. Uh, Buffalo Gap, Fort Defiance, Stanton, Stewart's Draft, uh, Wilson Memorial. Riverheads are are they still the cream of the crop by far in that district? Yeah, I, I do think they are. Um, you know, but yeah, they're certainly the heavy favorite, and and uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna have another special season. I feel like they've got a lot of talent back, uh, especially Class One Player of the Year last year, Caden Cook Cash. Um, he's a big time running back. He's a Division One recruit, in my opinion. Um, he'll be he'll be big for them again this year. Obviously, a lot of familiarity with the new head coach Ray Norcross. Um, you know, as most people know, he's not going to change up much. He's gonna gonna keep things the same. So, yeah, for for obvious reasons, they are the favorite. But I do think there are a lot of really good football teams in that district, and I would I would consider it probably you know in terms of the three local districts with Bull Run Valley and Shenandoah, I think that's probably the most competitive and the deepest um, in terms of teams capable of making noise. Um, you know, just going down through the list, Stewart Strath is obviously a team that's had a lot of success um, over the past couple of years. Deep playoff runs, two trips to the state. Uh, championship and one trip to the regional championship a year ago where they fell to Central. Um, so they're a team that's obviously earned their respect and, and you know has been able to reload every year despite losses. Uh, Waynesboro, obviously a team that's on the rise and, and is, is 
kind of embracing those high expectations this year after after taking a leap last year in their second season under Brandon Jarvis. Um, they're they're going to have a tough task tonight. Their 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 line is 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 kind of what needs to come along for them. Similar to East Truck, they've got a lot of good skill guys. Their line is struggles. So they're going to have a tough task against Riverhead. But I think as the season gets along, Waynesboro is going to be a really really good football team and win a lot of games. Um, and then uh, two others in that district that I expect to be really good football teams is Wilson Memorial and Buffalo Gap, mm-hmm. two hard-nosed teams that run the football well um, that that have a chance. And, and Buffalo Gap is at the Class 1 level. Um, you know, they could be Riverhead's biggest competition um, in their region. So, uh, yeah, five good teams there. Fort and Stanton, two teams that, that, that are also, you know, expected to take um, leaps after down seasons a year ago. So, overall, just a really deep league. Um, but legitimately probably four or five teams that will be competing for playoff spots. And, um, you know, even though Riverheads remains a favorite, I think that league is going to be really entertaining this year with a lot of really fun, close games, a lot of physical games. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we're talking with Cody Elliott from the Daily News Record, talking high school football as week one essentially kicks off tonight. There was one game last night in the Bull Run District. Um, there is one Bull Run rivalry game tonight, and that's Central playing host to Page County. Central made that great run, kind of a surprise team last year. Do you expect them to, to, to be like they were a year ago? I do. I mean, Mike Yo, um, 16th year coaching those guys, and he's he's well respected. He always does a great job with those teams. Um, it's been very rare that that Central's had very many down seasons under him, um, and and they've got some talent back. They've got guys back at key spots on the field. Um, they've got a new quarterback, and 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 they're excited about him. Um, I, I think Clark is probably the favorite right now, but Clark's even a young team too. They they've got some key pieces as well that they need to replace. So. Um, and that's another league where I feel like it could be a little bit more wide open than, than what people are, you know, maybe talking about right now. Um, I know Clark and Central kind of get a lot of the attention at the top, and I think there are other teams throughout that league that are capable of making noises. Strasburg is, is a team that is capable of getting up there. Um, as we talked about, East Rock right, has yep. some special talent back if they're able to get their line going. Um, and then Page County is a team that, that – had a down year a year ago when they were expected to compete for the district title, and a lot of that team is back, and and, and they've increased their depth and they've incre- and changed some things within their practice structure, and and they're excited about what they're doing. And then obviously Larray is a team that that usually is in contention for that district title every year. Um, kind of had had a, some terrible luck a year ago in terms of just dealing with COVID in the middle of the season and it really derailing them and, and sending them into a spiral. Um, if they're able to get back on track this year, which I think they will with, with the t- talent they have back, um, you know, they'll certainly be in the discussion too. So that's a league, again, similar to the Shenandoah, really deep with a lot of teams I think capable. Um, how it'll play out, we'll have to see. Yeah. Do you think Paige can, can hang with Central tonight? I, it'll be interesting to see because there's a lot of unknowns with Central in terms of the quarterback play. Um, yeah. You know, I know running the ball, Central is going to be good. Central's got Tyler Ford's back, who was a big physical runner a year ago. He's an he's a all-region linebacker. Um, he's a really good player. So handling him on the run game is going to be difficult, but if that's all they got and Central isn't able to get the passing game going, which has been a little bit of a struggle throughout the preseason, uh, you know, Page is going to have a chance. And, and, and Page, on the, on the flip of that, has a good quarterback in Hayden Plum, who, who has the potential to be one of the, the better arms in that district. Um, he, he dealt with some injuries last year that, that put him out. Um, but he's been a three-year starter there, has a lot of experience. He's a really good athlete. Um, if he can stay healthy and he can make things happen with his arm um, and, and Central is able or, or, or struggles to get their own passing game going, um, I think it could be a little closer than people expect. Yeah, that one should be fun tonight. That will be the, the only bull run teams that play each other here in week number one of this high school football season. 
All right, I'm guessing you guys have tons of coverage. The preview was out. You've done tons of previews the last few weeks, uh, getting everybody set. But uh, I'm guessing you, you'll have them all covered tonight, won't you? We will. Yeah, we've we've got we've got writers um, everywhere from from Central and Page down to uh, Augusta County with Riverheads and Waynesboro. Uh, we've got we've got a bigger than ever uh, staff that's awesome. working this year to cover these games. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, it just seems like there's a little bit more excitement, a little bit. Uh, this year for the season, so we're we're ready to get going. Absolutely, and you can check it all out in the paper or go online dnronline.com slash sports. So check that all out with Cody and his crew. Cody, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, bud. We'll catch up next week. Yep, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it.